And now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I'm your host Ben, aka The Marvelous Iggy, and joining me is my, not Tyler, from this, our normal timeline, but he, I'm joined by Tyler from a timeline where robotic androids have decided, sexy robotic androids have taken over the world and killed all of Earth's defenders. How did you get here? I have no idea how I got here. All I know is I fought a whole bunch of robots that look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was weird. Boom. I'll be back. All right. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it is now time to watch possibly the most emotional Dragon Ball Z movie ever, I think. I think it's fair to say. Or special, since this yeah. isn't technically a movie, but it quantifies as a They sold it as a movie. It was a movie. Um, and this is uh, Dragon Ball Z, The History of Trunks. So let's break it down before we break it down. Uh, this is directed by Yoshi, uh, Yoshihiro Ueda. Written by Hiroshi Toda with music by Shinsuke Kikuchi. This was uh, released on February 24th. 1993 and then remember this was not a movie uh that was released in theaters or anything like that this is a uh tv special very similar to uh bardock the, the father of goku uh and as for our cast we have uh doug rand playing uh teen oh no no um, no, no, no uh, eric vale sorry Okay, sorry. The the wiki has it for the past like eight movies. The the Funimation has only been on the right, so like visually this might be brain changed. Okay, all right. Eric Vale as uh, as Trunks. It's definitely the only playing Baby Trunks. Um, Damian Clark playing Adult Gohan. Of course, definitely the only for the few seconds she's in here. Uh, is playing Child Gohan. Chuck Huber as Android Seventeen. Meredith McCoy as Android Eighteen. Tiffany Vollmer as Bulma. Mark, uh, Kyle Herbert, which version did we watch? With Kyle Herbert or Mark Britton? I guess um, was... Ky- Kyle Bear is in the remaster version, which is the movie that we watched. Have I pronouncing his name all wrong this entire time you've never told me? Yep, I tried telling you, but... Oh, hey Bear, it just, I just look at, I just put the R, look, dyslexia is a pain in the ass, okay? Um... It's all good. Kyle Haybear, um... Uh, Cynthia Kranz as Chi-Chi, Sunny Strait as, well, kind of as Krillin, Christopher Sabat as both Vegeta and Piccolo, while wow, they actually group it together this time, um, John Bergmeier as Tian Shinhan, Chris, uh, it's weird that they're giving these to non-speaking roles, um, uh, Monica Antoni as Puar, Brad Jackson as Oolong, Christopher Sabat as Turtle, um, no credit voice actors to the announcer or any other people, and of course, our nail- narrator is Kyle, uh, uh, he, he, Kyle Hebert. Hebert. There you go. So, this um, we, okay. So obviously, let's set the stage up. Uh, Goku has just defeated Frieza. He's in space. He's not coming home yet. Frieza has landed on Earth with his dad, and all of a sudden, here comes this mysterious dude with a fucking sword uh, out of nowhere. Yeah. Th- Yep, this was the introduction of Trunks, one of the coolest characters in all of Dragon Ball Z. And we didn't know it yet, but this character comes from a post-apocalyptic future that we're only really told about during the Android Saga, and tells the heroes of an impending threat coming within three years' time. And in the future that he comes from, which we see in this movie, uh, it is pretty dire. Yeah. Um, it kind of starts off with the fact that uh, we're told that Goku um, 
gets a crippling virus. They don't in the show they actually say it's a heart virus, and here they kind of just say it's a crippling new virus. Which, by the way, hitting a little too close to home here um, with that opening scene of everybody around the bed. I don't need to see that, but I understand it's what yeah, it is. Right. Um, but like. Um, very, very emotional scene. Um, Goku's pretty much in peace as he's gone. Very, like, un... Like, like... it's That's life, right? Where, like, something just happens and then that person's gone. So Goku is dead. Uh, so they're basically their biggest gun is officially taken out. Um, not the fact that that really helped with the androids in the normal timeline because he still got sick. Because he forgot to take the medicine, right? Is that what it was? Um, at... What it was is since Tr- Trunks traveled in time and gave him the medicine, it created a butterfly effect, and it made the heart virus kick in six months after it was supposed to. Okay, so okay, so and of course in our in okay, so in our time in the time that we're familiar with, it was not Android seventeen and eighteen that attacked. It was Android nineteen and twenty, and of course the whole like yep. those aren't the real androids. You you know that whole thing. Um, and so this tells the actual what Trunks was was afraid of. Um, and pretty much is a story of survival with Gohan. Like, literally, there's a montage of, of everything. But before we get into the story, let's talk about in, um, um, our hearing about this. Because we first hear about it, that Trunks is from this post apocalyptic world, from that. Um, did you hear rumblings about, about this movie, about this special beforehand? Or was it like, oh my god, I can't believe this is actually a thing? I remember uh, back in my youth... Uh... I said this a bunch of times that the first thing I watched of Dragon Ball Z was the Goku Frieza fight. Right. And from there, I followed the series like a hawk, even trudging through the Garlic Jr. saga of all things, uh, which was kind of the lead into the Android saga. Uh, then I get to the uh, then we get to the Android saga where Trunks appears and effortlessly defeats Frieza and King Cold and tells Goku about all the shit that's going to go down in three years' time and how he's going to die from a heart virus and all of that. And I was wondering, wow, where did this guy come from? Like, what was his future like? Fortunately, I was able to catch the special on Toonami when it was airing for the first time. Yeah. And I actually got all the answers to all those questions. And, yeah, this was not for the faint of heart for no. little 10-year-old me. no. Um, I think for me, I, I don't think I saw it on Toonami first. I think, like, I saw it at a Walmart. It was probably a Walmart, because I didn't go to, Tar- we didn't go to Target unless we had to. Um, and I remember seeing, like, the history of Trunks, I'm like, wait, what? You flip it back. And I think this is around, like, when DVDs were a thing, because we never got this in the early 90s. We got this, like, around, around the mid, to early 2000s. Um, and I was like, oh my god, and, you know, seeing Gohan as a Super Saiyan, like, this is obviously before any of that shit happens. At least, at least from my memory, that's before it happened. Uh, at least when, when I saw it, and thinking, like, oh my god, this is what Trunks was talking about, and, like, you know, thinking, finally we get to see it, and, like, you know, I don't think they've ever done anything like this, where they show, like, an alternate timeline of takes that happened, I'm like, this is this is a split, and this is what happened when uh, Goku dies, and when a powerful foe comes into play, like, they kind of tease it, like, I think the closest thing I can think of is when Frieza holds Goku underwater, and, like, he's thinking about all the stuff that Freeze is going to do on planet Earth once he gets there. But that's, like, the closest thing. You never see You never see the bad guy win in Dragon Ball. The closest you get is, like, Boo, but he doesn't really win, per se. Yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty close. Like, um, 
the, the events of the Boo Saga is kind of weird in comparison uh, when it comes to, like, moral victories, I guess. Because right. the entire Boo Saga is kind of weird. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, like, that's the closest I can think of, of like, seeing, like, like the, the heroes on, on the ropes. Because even with Cell, like, yeah, it got pretty dire, but, like, nothing felt like this. This this movie like this is just like they they got no chance. Um, yeah, there's a there's a constant air of hopelessness throughout this movie. Unlike Bardock, where we knew that he was going to lose. Right. Um, we we actually felt like we were actually rooting for the future warriors to pull through, but the androids are far too strong. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there you go. That, that's my memory, and I remember thinking like, wow, I can't believe that happened. And of course, like it's very much inspired by Terminator time travel stuff. Where like, if we go back in time, we can we can basically. And of course, we know that it doesn't erase the timeline, and in fact, it, it just prevents that time there, uh, prevents this other timeline from happening with them. And Trunks' yeah. timeline still continues on, so it doesn't really continue his mission, but it's his mission, but it's whatever. It doesn't really eliminate the androids in his future, but his actions do prevent. Um, the androids from killing everyone in the canon timeline, right? And he gets, and that inadvertently uh, uh, throws Cell into the mix uh, since he created another alternate reality from time traveling two yeah, times. Exactly, and he gets swell as fucking kills the androids anyways when he gets back. Um, so so that, satisfying. Yeah, that was the best part. So let's go ahead and break down the story. You know, a little trip down memory lane. Uh, so, as we said, uh, it pretty much opens up with, like, the possibly the most somber opening ever in a Dragon Ball movie where they're all at Goku's house, Chi-Chi's there, you know, the whole team is there. Even Vegeta's there, like, he's by him off to the wayside, but he's there, like, you know, he's the fucking Eversundere of the Dragon Ball Z The only time he's there with his baby son. Exactly. Uh, by the way, why did, why did they do it? Did they ever give a reason why they became a thing? Like, I never understood that pairing. Um, I th- I think it's because uh, he uh, Bulma wanted to make Yamcha jealous because he's a cheating dog at that point. Oh right. And right. Vegeta's the closest thing to Goku that she could get. Wow. And then like, hey, I guess we're together. And like, hey, from what I've seen, he's a better husband than than Goku, in, at least in Super. Um, oh yeah, and, for sure. And, and a better father. Uh, but a pride, uh, but so like they're at a f- they're at basically at Goku's like Goku's basically been in hospice um, and for all his purposes, but at home. Uh, if you don't know what that is, go look it up. Uh, and um, a, a Gohan, I don't know where he was. Maybe he just didn't want to deal with the grief of like seeing his dad die, which is completely understandable. And like he arrives at home, uh, and just as he gets home. Goku basically like loses, like dies, like his last strength leaves. He's he's content, he's peaceful as somebody does when they're when they're when they're passing, which I thought was very realistic. Like he's not in pain. He's very like he's he's you know he's 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 at peace. Um, Chi-Chi's starting to cry. That's such a Goku thing to do, even in death. Yeah, exactly. He's he uh, Chi-Chi's starting to cry. Uh, Krillin breaks the news because he doesn't feel his life force anymore, and Vegeta's like. I can't, like, you can't believe it, I'm like, I was supposed to kill this bitch, and now he just dies? Like, you can't just die on me, you know? And, um, proves that Vegeta did give a damn. Um, and then, basically, we're then cut to the fact that, about Dr. Row and the androids, and the androids start fucking shit yes. up fast. Yeah, they pretty much have peace for a good six months, and then the androids appear on May 12th, uh, a few miles off the, of, uh, South City, destroying the city, 
and killing all of our favorite heroes. Yeah, I think the worst death was Krillin because he literally gets lasered to the face by both of them. I'm pretty sure in alternate reality where the scenario happens, uh, Krillin gets fucked to death by 18. Probably. Because it is canon that uh, she still has a thing for short ball dudes. Yes, it is. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's brutal. Like, destruction everywhere, everyone dies. Um, and, real, and at this point, we had seen the androids in the TV show. I like so like we know of how deadly they are. I mean, let's talk talk. Let's also talk about the most gruesome, fucked up, non bloody moment in Dragon Ball history when eighteen breaks Vegeta's arm like it's nothing with her. What was it? Her oh, legs? Yeah. Was it her legs? Right? Yeah, she kicks Vegeta's arm and just dislocates it from the socket. Like Jesus, and like you never. I swear to God, go look at Vegeta yelling. You'll never hear Vegeta yell that loud ever again in pain. Um, it's like oh. Oh, and, and and also it was great because Vegeta had been talking hot shit the entire time. He's super saiyan. He gets humbled like a motherfucker. It's the greatest moment. It's it's simultaneously. Oh my god, they're in trouble too. Oh, fuck yeah, have some humble pie. The bitch. hubris is astounding. Oh, it's great. Um, but it's bad. It's really bad. Uh, but we don't really see what happens to Gohan or anything. Um, and then we flash forward like basically like several like seven I think seventeen years I think they said thirteen years thirteen years uh, okay. Tr- Trunks is a teenager at this point okay. so it makes the most sense right, thirteen years and pretty much for thirteen years it has been a reign of terror on the planet the androids are basically uh, seventeen eighteen are just doing whatever the fuck they want um like 18's like a like they're basically and they're teenagers they act like teenagers and I'll talk about their chemistry in a moment. And um, it's pretty much down to Gohan, who is now fully matured as an adult, um, to stop them. There's nobody else left. He's the last one standing. Um, Trunks is there, but again, he's only 13. Uh, but he wants to fight. Like, there's a moment where he's grabbing his his uh, his shorts, and he's like, he's clearly pissed off of like all the pain and suffering. Obviously, he lost his dad to the androids before he could know him. He probably lost all basically his uncles and aunts, with the exception of Chi Chi. Um, and, and that's pretty much the movie until that moment happens, and, like, it's, even, like, watching it back now, it, it's, like, there's an unsettlingness towards it all in it. Yeah, unlike the Bardock special, uh, we get the feeling, uh, of dread throughout the entire thing. Like, there was an inkling of hope with Bardock, but... There's almost it's almost non-existent here since we know how fucked up uh, Trunks' future really is. If he had to travel back in time just to fix things, right? Um, exactly. Uh, it's. <sighs> um, sorry, my TV went off for a second. Um, so um, it you're right. It's 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 really grim. Um, and I do think they they paint that, and not just in in Gohan and Trunks' view, but in the world. Like every, like everybody's constantly fear from their minds. I think one of my favorite moments is the fact that even Kame House, a isolated island, is not safe, uh, and that um, Master Master Roshi's still alive, surprisingly, but he probably did the right thing and hid. Uh, Master Roshi, Puar, Turtle, and Oolong are all hiding in the submarine, and they're like, Oolong's like, I'll, I'm gonna go for a food run, and even that is dangerous because like the androids could easily fly overhead and basically take them out. Yeah, it's a good thing they can't sense power levels, though. Uh, otherwise, they'd really be fucked. Yeah, th- yeah, and that comes into play later. So, um, pretty much the whole movie kind of centers around that Trunks wants to fight back. Trunks wants to 
wants to become a wants to get revenge on what is happening. So he basically turns to Gohan, uh, who we find out is still alive. Because again, we don't see Gohan die in that montage. I think you could assume maybe he died because they show no mercy. Um, but and 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 uh, surprisingly, Gohan immediately turns and like I'm going to train you to be a Super Saiyan immediately. Yeah, right, because there's pretty much no one left. He's the only one fighting the androids, so having another half-Saiyan uh, to to train against the androids is probably the best option at this point. Exactly, and it's going relatively well uh, until we have, like, our first fight, um, where, uh, well, there's... Uh, and we'll In get Super a- World, name-pending, I wouldn't I wouldn't go there. The I hear the Jiren roller coaster's really boring. <laughs> God damn it. Um... Uh, until the main, first main fight, and like that's it's my main fight with Gohan and Trunks there, and like that's when it gets really, really bad. Um, where it, it, it looks like Trunks is not near ready, and you know how you know how hard it is to fight with not only defending yourself but having to worry about somebody else. Like that's a real thing. Um, and of course Gohan realizes that. So the next time the androids attack, yeah, Trunks has made progress in his training. Uh, but it's still not enough, and um, Gohan's like, alright, Trunks, you and I are going to tag team this like brothers, you know, and of course Gohan knocks him out with a careful karate chop to the neck, um, and Gohan knows, like, I think he knows that I'm going, I'm not coming out of this alive. Like, it's, it's... Yeah, he knows that his fate is sealed, and that if Trunks goes too, then all hope would be completely gone. Exactly. So... He, he plans to make the power play to sacrifice himself and possibly unlock the Super Saiyan potential within Trunks with his death. Exactly. So, and, and we'll talk about the fights in a moment, but, like, that... So, Gohan ultimately, like, fails. Like, he, he dies. Like, you see young... He puts up a valiant effort, but yeah. once the androids actually start trying, then he stands no chance. Exactly. Um, you, uh... And then Trunks wakes up from the from on the cliff side and goes and realizes that the destruction's over so that means like he knows gohan did it to him and then we find uh, he finds gohan's lifeless body lot just lying in the street i actually thought gohan's neck was broken because of the way they drew it um that i just realized he's just lying it's just lying awkward but it looked like his neck was broke like they twisted his head um but they didn't uh and like gohan's dead like the little boy that we've known since the beginning of Dragon Ball Z, like this eternal warrior is just not just dead, but like they brutally killed him. Like he's like, not to mention, I, I kind of glossed over the fact that they blew off his arm, um, which I was expecting it to be more violent, but whatever. The point is he lost an arm. Um, and so that rage, that, that loss, that ever sense of loss that, that Gohan, that Trunks feels, uh, for Gohan allows him to become a Super Saiyan for the first time. At the time, the younger Super Saiyan that we had ever seen. Oh yeah, um, this Trunks was the second Super Saiyan in the series that we've seen, and it was still pretty potent back then when Super Saiyans weren't all over the fucking place. Exactly. But this scene kind of captures the emotion of uh, uh, Goku turning into a Super Saiyan in his battle against Frieza. Oh yeah, and it's super effective. Oh, it's great. Especially like, since we've gotten to know Gohan ever since the beginning of the series. It really does hurt when you see him just brutally dead, his face in a puddle in the middle of the street. His eyes, there's no white in his eyes, so like the life is gone. It's like it's like Goku talking to me in the movie that's like it's happened so fast, like it's like you can't you can't um you can't feel anything because the movie just moves so quickly. So you're like, wait, 
Goku's dead? Okay, and, like, you don't, because, like, like, it's hard to process that. Goku's dead. Like, he can't be, and like, not just, like, he's dead, dead. He's gone. Like, they can't bring him back. Um, because he already been wished back once before. I think that was, that's the rule, That, and he right? died of natural causes by technicality. Oh, right, and, they, and like, that's, that's the rule. Sorry. Um, so, but, like, you can't process that. Here, like, they let it sit, and they let you sink in it, and, like, in the guarantee, by this point, you had, uh, this is 93, and Dragon Ball, what, started in 90? Um, 89? Um... Uh, the original Dragon Ball was 1984. Oh, Dra- Z started yeah. airing in about 1989. Okay, so 89. So about f- we've had Gohan for four years. Granted, this is an old, but like in an adult version of him. And even in this movie, you get to see sort of like him as an adult, and like he very much acts like his dad, and he has that fighting spirit, you know, that like his mom and dad has. And then like there he is, just dead, just gone, and it's it's heartbreaking, and like. I'll, and that meme that goes around like oh my god a girl's like oh my god he doesn't he didn't cry Titanic he must not have a, he must be a he must have no feelings and then like anybody who watched this movie as a kid who cared and liked Gohan had to have cried a little bit and felt or felt something because you don't feel something in this scene I think you're just a sociopath yeah man I'm always tear up whenever I see the scene whether it's this movie or any video game media that's portrayed in. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. It's really powerful. Uh, it's a scene that will never leave me. And of course, it, it culminates with with Trunks fully becoming a a Super Saiyan. It's such it's one of Dragon Ball's most iconic moments, and it's in a TV special, nonetheless. And this is canon, by the way. Oh yeah, um, this special aired right when the Cell games were beginning. And um, this is also based on a extra chapter in the original manga. Um, right before the Cell Games kicked off as well. So this is the only movie that we'll be covering uh, for the first 15 films that's actually canon to the series. That we don't have to justify. No doubt. Yeah, that we don't have to justify, like, well, it could happen here, it could happen here. You know, like, this is... No, this actually happened. Um, And, and of course, unfortunately, I feel like the movie should have ended there. Um, Honestly, that's, like, my only criticism of it, because then Trunks... It fast-forwards time for three years later... Uh, Trunks is now 14, 15, 16, 17 years old. Um, he's definitely, he's a teaser, like a full, almost an adult, almost an adult. And he is now, he has a sword now, he, the, the, he has the look that we're familiar with. And um, he goes to try to challenge the Andrews one more time. And unfortunately, it does not work out at all. Like, he barely... It starts out okay, yeah. but then it gets really bad. Yeah, it's just like, it just shows, and again, we'll talk about it as we talk about the Androids. Um, how overwhelming they were, um, and of course it, uh, and eventually it leads into the him going back in time, you know, at to to stop Frieza and tell Goku like, hey, uh, take this medicine. It's it's cherry flavored. Um, it's grape flavored. Grape flavored. That's what it was. I was trying to remember what the joke was. Okay, so um, let's let's talk about it. We talk, let's talk about. I want to talk about the androids, and I kind oh yeah, I kind of forgot how fucking terrifying they could be but also um, oh yeah like how they are menacing in the future timeline like in the series proper when they're introduced um like they have an air of intimidation but since android 16 is kind of there and goku is still alive they're kind of more nonchalant and kind of nice 
in this one, they're just fucking ruthless, and the cold stares in in the dead look in their eyes just kind of sells it. Like they don't mess around when it comes to like uh, uh, just killing people indiscriminately. No, and they just they seem to have fun doing it, which is the fucked up part. Right. Um. Well, seventeen more than eighteen. Like eighteen. Like. 18 has this weird morality about her, which I think it makes her interesting. Where, like, she's like, in the first evidence, like, she's stealing, she's taking these clothes from this dude from the clothing shop, and the, and the guy's like, Yes, madame, yes, you look excellent, you look, you look so sexy, please don't kill me. Um, I mean, he's not wrong. You know, she's like, Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, there's a reason why Killen's attracted to her. Uh, and then, like, he's like, All right, I won't kill you, you know, you gave me the, I, you let me have, I took these clothes, and you, you know. You're not going to do anything. I'm not going to kill you. And then fucking 17 just blows it up. And she's like, what the fuck? She's literally like, what the fuck, 17? Um, I love their sort of like duality between them. I think they have a wonderful chemistry together. Yeah, as siblings, twin siblings, no less. Right. They have a pretty good chemistry with each other. Uh... Tyler? Oh, no, that was it. Okay, sorry. Um, so, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. Um, and, and, like, going back to sort of, like, the, the, the vicious part, um, I I, the, I don't remember 17 running over people with the car. I don't remember that. I don't know if this is, like, an, an edited version, but I would. I think I would have remembered 17 going on a fucking drawride and maniacally laughing as he ran over. Because there's something about... There's one thing about killing innocent civilians with, like, a laser beam... And like a or key blast, it's another thing to just fucking. I'm gonna run these old people over and then taunt them as I'm doing it. Like that, that part like fucking stuck out to me the most. Oh yeah, that part was probably edited out of the TV broadcast for sure. Like, Jesus, it's 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 hard to look at. Um, but um, in the opposite of that, uh, you have the relationship between Gohan and, and Trunks, which. I wish this was longer because I wish we... I think that's, like, one of my only other criticisms is, like, I wanted more time with Gohan and Trunks as a, as a team together. Yeah, their chemistry is pretty solid, and in the DLC for Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, you see more of it, and it is pretty wholesome, to say the least. Exactly, yeah. It's I mean, it's, it's very typical, like, the hero's journey, like, you have the young warrior and the old wise master... Uh, well, Ogon's not that old, but he's the older one of the crew. Um, you know, uh, and, um, you know, like, and, and it, it's established as well enough that they care for each other, that they have a sense of camaraderie. It's for what time they have, they get across the, the relationship between the two that, um, uh, that, that they get, a, they get across the relationship perfectly well with the time that they had available to them. Yeah. yeah, um, so yeah, going back to saying, I, I just wish there was more time, like, I feel like if this was movie was, like, as long as, say, even as, um, Broly, I feel like this could have been, we could have gotten more scenes with them, maybe more reminiscing about their fathers, because, like, they have that connection going on, but it doesn't hurt the movie that it, it's this short, they, they, they did a great job for what's here. Yeah, for establishing the bond between the two, this movie does a good job of, uh, portraying their relationship and it makes the send-off of gohan's death that much more meaningful exactly um and you could say that like that death is only pre-educated because you know gohan like no i think it's because like you 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 have a connection between their relationship so you feel 
Trunks' loss, because Trunks' loss is our loss. Um, now, let me ask you this. Do you think... Let's, let's talk about the fights. Um, because even though they are typical DBZ, you know, disappear, disappear, beam, beam attack, I like the story that they told here than what they did they do in most Dragon Ball Z movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, unlike most other uh, Dragon Ball movies, uh, the, fi- the fights here actually do serve a purpose because they do serve a precedence in the story proper. Like, we learned that Gohan is strong enough to kind of hold his own against the androids on his own, but we also learned that he isn't fully capable of fighting them and protecting Trunks as well. Exactly. And that kind of leads to his downfall in the very end. Yeah, and, and, and you see that, or like... Because in most Dragon Ball Z fights, you know... Yeah, the villain will get... In like a typical wrestling match, the villain will get their punches in, but the hero always comes battling back. Very rarely does Gohan get any kind of offense at all in this fight. In fact, the second fight, when he leaves Trunks behind, he's pretty much playing defense the entire time. Yeah, he gets a few licks in, uh, probably better than in the first one, actually, even though he's, uh, pardon pun, disarmed at this point. Uh, Like, he puts up a decent uh, fight until the androids actually start trying. Exactly. Because they pretty much just don't give a shit most of the time. Right, they have that very much teenager nonchalant. You think that was a commentary on, like, Japanese teenage, like, teenage, like, this is what teenagers are like to an extreme? Probably. (laughs) Um, it it could, I could, I could definitely see that, but, yeah, like, I I kept myself being mesmerized by the fights just because, like, the it felt like the... Because, even though I know the outcome, the fights felt like they had stakes, right? Even though I knew the outcome of it. Like, there, there was a weight to the fight that there isn't a weight like other Dragon Ball Z fighters. Other Dragon Ball yeah, Z fights, right? most definitely. This definitely does feel like a Tori- Toriyama choreographed fight scene in that sense. Uh, because most of the movie fights are just kind of there as, like, set pieces to, like, mesmerize you. Exactly. Whereas this one, whereas these ones actually do serve the story, and it also helps that it is uh, cool to look at. Exactly. You know, it has that, it has the wonderful, like, again, with pro wrestling, it has the spectacle, and then it has that emotion when you're, like, suckered into the fight, and you believe it. Um, Like, it's it's great. It's It's amazing what they were able to churn out in this. Um, is there any tidbits that we missed? Um, there is one thing. Where did Trunks get his sword? Yeah. Like, they never really explain where he got his sword. Uh, we do kind of get an explanation in a later movie, and we'll definitely go over that when we get to that, but... It's not the Z-Sword? The sword is kind of an enigma. No, the Z-Sword is a completely different thing. Okay. <laughs> I was like, maybe in this timeline he got the Z-Sword. Um... They actually go into that in the History of Trunks DLC in Kakarot. Really? That's cool. Yeah. I ought to look into that when I eventually get, when, whenever I get to it. Um, uh, so, yeah. Uh, I, anything else to say on this, brother? Or, or uh, uh, for, for Trunks? Um, maybe we should just go over the aftermath of this movie. Yeah. Like, after Trunks gets completely humbled in his solo fight against the androids he travels back in time and gives goku the medicine uh right before dispatching frieza and king cold as we stated earlier right uh, unfortunately uh dragon ball works on multiverse theory where time travel doesn't exactly work in other media like back to the future terminator or whatever 
uh, it actually creates an alternate reality where uh, certain events uh, happen in very different ways. Like in the in the canon timeline, Trunks uh, saves Goku from dying from the heart virus, and but that inadvertently makes uh, Doctor Jiro and Android Nineteen appear, as well as delaying the heart virus for about six months. Conveniently enough, I don't I don't know how that and, works. Uh, when but... he tra- <laughs> and when and when Trunks traveled back in time again to help them fight against the androids, it created another alternate reality where Cell comes from, where he kills Trunks and steals his time machine. And uh, that kind of leads into the Cell Saga side of things. Um, Fortunately, Trunks does get stronger during the Android Saga. And when he goes back to his time, he swiftly defeats the androids and Cell himself, by the way. And and then it leads into the Goku Black stuff and the future is completely fucked again. A.K.A. the worst piece of dubbing I've ever seen in a Dragon Ball show ever. Oh my gosh! It's, it's, Don't even you you want to know? You know what line I'm talking about, right? The, oh the, yeah, I think I know. Okay, which I'm one not going to say about. it because it's just like y'all went there, really. Okay, um, uh, but I won't get into it. If you know me, you know what I'm talking about. But I do love that at the credits they actually show you that stuff up until a certain point. But they do show you like him going back in time and dealing with Frieza and. And, and all that stuff. I, I I think that stuff is really really was really really cool. Yeah, it even goes back to uh, this aired before the Cell game stuff because um, Trunks going back to the future and wiping out the androids hadn't been animated yet. I don't think it was even drawn in the manga at this point. Wow. Again, Toriyama was just draw, writing his ass and drawing his ass off. So, um, or more more yep. more writing probably because uh, I think manga has like a team of people that they help you with everything. Um, yeah, especially in the Android Saga case where he had editors breathing down his neck the entire time. Jesus Christ. Um, so, yeah, uh, uh, this is a fascinating... Like, I didn't, I was looking forward to watching this again, but at the same time, like, especially with the state of the world our world is in, it's just, it was like a, it was like a, a grim reminder, like, oh, it's like Attack on Titan now, uh, a grim reminder of, like, like, of, of, like, our world, like, how fucked up it is and how... The crazy thing is, like... People were still functioning like it was a thing. People were at like the, at the park, like nothing was wrong. Like that's the like I used to think that was crazy, but I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Is that like we have a worldwide killing virus, but you have people going to events and you have people act like there's nothing wrong or denying it altogether. I guarantee you, there's like the androids aren't real, or there's probably like a cult of android people or some stupid shit like that. It could happen with all the crazy shit that's been going down the last couple of years. Yeah, who knows, right? Again, at some point, some something crazy's got to happen with all the shit that we've been dealing with. Oh man, um, let's see. I can't think of anything else. Oh, it's nice to see Bulma get some screen time. Like she, I mean, oh yeah. Um, it's not a lot, but it's definitely more. And granted, she gets her representation for sure in the shows, but in the movie, she does not really get anything to work with. Yeah, she pretty much serves as the emotional anchor for Trunks, aside from Gohan, yeah. because, you know, he kind of dies in the middle of it. And she also is the one that builds the time machine, and, yeah, that is pretty much the plan A until Trunks goes to fight the androids on his own right. and nearly dies because of it. Exactly. Honestly, part of me thinks, like, how fucked up would it have been if they killed, not Gohan, but they killed they killed Bulma, because I think, I think that would have hurt more. 
Because Balma, you've, yeah, you've known Balma since she was like a like a kid. Like if if you've been watching Dragon Ball since the beginning, or maybe you started at a certain point. Like, like I think that would have hurt more, and the fact that it's his mom. Like I'm glad they never went there because I think even um, in uh, after it all, that she still survives. Yeah, her, uh, Ox King Chi-Chi, and it's confirmed in Super that Yajirobe and Korin survive as well. Uh, there's only, like, a handful of survivors left in this apocalyptic future, and it is kind of saddening to see all these characters, like, uh, done and dusted without any Dragon Balls to fall back on. Yeah, it's, 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 it's fascinating. It's, it's insane. Um, okay, uh, is there, let me ask you this, this is a fun question, is there any other, like, because this is like the only real what-if type of story that Dragon Ball has done, at least up to this point, were there any other, can you think of any other instances where you'd like to see, like, what if this happened instead of this, like, what if Freezer won or something, or what if, um, what if, what if, what if, what if Majin Buu woke up before the, before, like, he was supposed to, you know, all that shit. There are a few over in the video game side of things. Like, there was one in Tenkaichi 2 where Zarbon kind of had enough of uh, Frieza, like, ordering him around and teams up with Goku to fight against him. There's another one in Tenkaichi 3 where uh, Devilman from the original Dragon Ball uses Devilmite Beam to completely wreck every single Dragon Ball villain ever because his Devilmite Beam obliterates the hearts of people with evil in them. Oh, that's cool. That, that that sounds badass. I I I uh I part of me thinks like, well, what if um uh like so I I had something quick with the Saiyans or something like that. Like, what if what if instead of Raditz just coming along initially, what if Vegeta, Nappets, and Raditz all showed up at the same time? How fucked? Oh man, that, that's just that's just a bloodbath waiting to happen. Uh, considering um. Uh, considering um, the power levels everyone was at, uh, they barely can hold Raditz. I think I think it'd be fun. I'm glad they don't do it too much because then it becomes like, oh, okay, we're doing this again. But the, this holds a very special place and time for for Dragon Ball people, uh, for Dragon Ball people, for Dragon Ball fans. Most certainly. Um, okay, I, I think that about I think that about settles it. Um, Tyler, what are we watching next? Is Jen- now we're at the point of like I have no idea what the fuck is coming next. Alright, so, the next movie, uh, in the aftermath of the Cell games, um, we are go- what happens when uh, the Earth is the center stage for an intergalactic fighting tournament? Why you get a bunch of space pirates trying to take it over, of course. Next week, we'll be looking at Bojack Unbound, one of the final instances of Gohan being the main protagonist of the series, and most importantly, the movie debut of The Champ. Oh, oh, really? Yep. Nice. I'm looking forward to that. All right. Uh, okay, and uh, tell the people where they can find you at. You can follow me on Twitter at HeyIt'sThatTie. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, home of Tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. And uh, you can follow me at Twitter.com slash MarvelousIggy. And, of course, I stream live at Twitch.tv slash Iggy2814. Uh, I stream four times a week at Twitch.tv. Oh, I said that already. Uh, I, stream four, at, I stream Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can check my schedule, see what I'm playing that particular week. I usually don't change it that much, but I think I'm changing. I think I'm going to be more flexible this year. 
uh, in terms of what I'm streaming. But um, uh, still waiting on the Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster Square. Come on, it's February. Get on it, you uh, cowards. Like, come on, you said it was February. Give me a date. I was hoping it'd be on my birthday, but alas, no. Um, and, of course, go to charge.com for this episode and other uh, the Cinema Shot episodes as well as, well as our previous sister show, Atomic Shot. And, of course, our flagship show, the Charge Shot Gamescast, our weekly video game podcast. And, of course, the rushing show that I do with with Thomas. Um, uh, and I think that about does it, guys. Uh, we'll see you all next week for BoJack Unbound. Until next time, guys. I don't, I got nothing. Trucks, come on! I got nothing. Fight for the future. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.